Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Dominic Copeland, host of The Promised Land. Thank you for joining me once again. As I like to say, what better way to spend your day than in a spirit of growth and empowerment as we walk along this journey together? Now, I wanted to start a little differently today by telling you a joke. Uh, let's see if I can get it right. Uh, sometimes in life, you know, it's just good to have a little bit of fun. So here we go. Marvin was in the hospital on his deathbed. The family called Marvin's preacher to be with him in his final moments. As the preacher stood by his bed, Marvin's condition seemed to deteriorate. And Marvin motioned to the, for someone to bring him a pen and paper. So the preacher went over, he grabbed the pen and paper, and he lovingly handed it to Marvin. But before he had a chance to read the note, Marvin died. The preacher, feeling that now wasn't the right time to read it, put that note in his jacket pocket, and it was at the funeral while the, funeral while the preacher was up there speaking and uh, reading to everyone that suddenly he remembered the note. So reaching deep into his pocket, the preacher said, and you know what? I suddenly remembered that right before Marvin died, he handed me a note. And knowing Marvin, I'm sure it was something inspiring that we can all gain from. So with that introduction, the preacher ripped out the note and opened it. The note said, hey, you're standing on my oxygen tank. That's my attempt at a joke. There we go. Uh, now repeat after me. I believe in myself. Today is my day. God has made me great. And I accept that I can accomplish great things. Now, if you were here for the last show, you were part of my heartfelt story about myself, my life and some of the things that I've been through. That for me was the start of God's dream for us, that through our trials and tribulations, we can rise up to be more than we were before that God has a plan for our lives and our existence. We are not random. We are significant. Our lives are meaningful. And if we choose to accept it, we are great. Having within us the essence of God. Now we've already gone through several of the principles of the promised land, uh, which is God's vision for humanity, our path, the way and the light that we are meant to follow. The first principle was moral integrity the foundations of all civilized life, then character, how we choose to present ourselves to the world, faith, which is the basis of all miracles and the starting point to all success in life. And now, my friends, we have self-education, self-empowerment, because it is through a proper education that we can truly be empowered. I promised from the last show that I would show you how to grow yourself in your life through education, without ending up with those huge fat student loan bills that can typically go along with it. Education is not a monopoly and you don't need to go into debt to get it. That's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. It simply doesn't make sense to go to school to better ourselves so we can get a job that does not pay us enough to take care of those nice big bills that we rack up. In the end, the education that we're trying to get should not go along with these huge costs and huge bills. Right now, the tail is wagging the dog here, and we eventually have to stop and realize this doesn't make any sense. If we were to do a cost analysis, the numbers will show that the cost of the education is far outweighing the rewards of the career that you struggle to have afterwards. My friends, it's time to recondition our thoughts, free our minds from the bondage and madness that we find ourselves trapped in. It's time to truly get educated. The great Jim Rohn, who is the forefather of the modern self-empowerment movement, 
said formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. So let's make a fortune together, my friend, and get the heck out of this crazy rat race we've been trapped in for far too long. Now, one of my favorite movies, it's called The Matrix. The hero of the movie, his name is Neo. He's sent to see the Oracle. And no, it's not the software company, uh, but someone who can see all, who can see all and know all. And while he's waiting to see the Oracle, there are these young gifted children, these students, that are practicing these absolutely amazing abilities. One student in particular is levitating a spoon in the air. I mean, the spoon is just literally just floating in the air in front of the student. Now, this on its own is simply remarkable, but even more amazing is that while the spoon is levitating, this young gifted student uses their mind to bend the spoon without touching it. Absolutely phenomenal. The student then gives the Neil the spoon and says something that has stayed with me throughout all those years. The student says, don't try to bend the spoon. That's impossible. <laughs> okay. And I'm thinking, what do you mean it's impossible? It has to be possible because you just did it. How can it be impossible if you just did it? Well, the student goes on to say, instead, simply try to realize the truth. And Neil says, what truth? And I'm thinking the same thing, what truth? The student replies, there is no spoon. Okay, I'm thinking, okay. So you just bent the spoon, but you can't bend it because that's impossible. And now there is no spoon. So what am I missing? What am I not seeing here? What am I not comprehending? And what that young student said next absolutely changed my life. After saying bending the spoon is impossible, and the truth is there is no spoon, the, sp the student goes on to say, then you will see that it is not the spoon that bends, it is only yourself. Self-empowerment starts with self-education, the realization of self through knowledge and experience. In life, you cannot exert your will over others. You can only exert your will over yourself which allows you to overcome all doubt, obstacles, and lack of belief. Just like in the matrix, you cannot bend the spoon. That's impossible. You cannot make the world become what you want it to become. Instead, realize the truth that there is no spoon. You see, you can't change the world or other people directly. It is not the world that you must try to bend. It is you and your perception of the world that you bend. When you change your perception of the world and of what is possible, you can begin to change the world itself. Although at that moment, the only thing that has really changed is you and your perception of what is real. In life, the only thing you truly have control over and can change is you. Through changing yourself, you change how you perceive and interact with the world and others. Through changing yourself, you change your views of others and the world around you. In effect, you bend the spoon because you are bending the way you see things. You are altering reality itself. Through changing your perception of things, you can begin to actually change what they are. Realize and looking to make a difference, it is not others or the world around you that changes, it is you. And my friends, we're always changing for better or for worse, consciously or unconsciously. You can begin to empower yourself by consciously and actively 
deciding to do so. Then you begin to determine how and in what ways you will change mentally, physically, and spiritually. Truly, my friends, truly, I want you to understand this. Your life is up to you. You have the power to determine your grand design, how you will look, act, and feel, who and what you will be along with that. As I said before, the greater, greatest way to self-empowerment starts with self-education, the realization of self through knowledge and experience. Yes, my friends, through self-education, you can begin to understand how to utilize the promise that is within you, how to use your mind to bend your reality like Einstein did, like Edison, like Bill Gates, like Steve Jobs, like Gandhi and Dr. King, to actively change your significance to the world. I can remember being in school. And of course, as we all know, the classroom has and always been and continues to be the bastion of knowledge and empowerment. But personally, I was always at odds with school. At times, I felt it was a waste of my time. As I mentioned before, economically, I was what some would call poor. But I loved to learn. I loved to use my mind to unlock adventures and to dream of amazing things. I had a thirst for knowledge. But at school, it seemed the only knowledge was the knowledge that they had was only half there for me. It was never translated into anything viable for my life. Yes, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, but what does that mean? What is the importance? What is the significance of him having done that? Is the importance in the fact that he did it? Or in how it happened? Or in what he had to do and overcome to accomplish it? What is the true lesson there that I can take and utilize today to make a difference? What can Columbus teach me right now today that I can use in my life? And there are actual lessons there to be learned that we can still take with us today. Personally, I just felt like the actual substance, the meaning and the purpose were missing from the education. At its root, education means to draw from within. But I felt like I was not part of the equation in the process of my own school education. And because of that, school did not translate well into my life. I cannot use or understand how to use that education and change my circumstances. Yes, I know eventually, you know, you go to school, go through grade school, you go to college, then you're supposed to get the big bad job. Uh, but for me, especially the math, the school to me at the time did not feel empowering. Yes, there was a few classes that tapped into me that I felt like lit me up and made me feel like I was alive, like entrepreneurship and English and creative writing, things that allowed me to express challenge and grow myself. But the, but the rest of it was, it almost felt self-defeating for me. Like it would not matter if I was there or not. And to me, that is not education. It did not tap into me. It existed regardless of me. Now, yes, knowledge exists to some extent regardless of me, but at some point even with that type of education, even what we regard as common knowledge was not always common. Common sense wasn't common. Someone had to interpret it. Someone had to make it common sense. Newton had to decide why the apple fell. So my friends, knowledge comes from the process of the human experience and our understanding of that experience. And we translate that into education. But we can't forget how it all began. It began with us, through us. We interpreted that education that we're supposed to be learning. So we still have to allow it to tap into who we are. 
My school days and many subjects were filled with turmoil, sorrow, and pain. The curriculum just did not allow me emotionally, spiritually, or physically to deal with the reality of my circumstances. I felt as though when I walked through those hallowed halls of education, I was supposed to act as though my common everyday life did not exist and live in this illusion where the trials and tribulations of my life did not matter. And I just did not have that ability to escape my reality. Because for me, that is what mattered most. I was still like that young child in the Salvation Army that I talked about before. I had dreams and what I was learning at school was not showing me how to be empowered, how to realize those dreams. See, school may teach you how to learn, but not what you need to learn to achieve what you desire in life. School, most importantly, does not teach you how to turn that knowledge that you learn into something usable that can make an immediate difference in empowering you in your life. So instead, we go through countless years of school, racking up just entirely too much debt. And in the end, what are we able to do with it? It has to make sense. Unless you have a dream of being a doctor, a lawyer, architect, or something of that nature, school does not have the value we need it to have. Even as a doctor, the education you get through school doesn't show you how to build a successful practice, how to connect with your clients for that interpersonal appeal, how to set goals and a vision for not only your practice, but for you as you advance in your career and life. That, my friends, that's an education. There's a great disconnect in, the, in those hollowed halls that we've been walking in for far too long. Turning knowledge into self-empowerment is a process consisting of four parts. And I'm gonna tell you what those parts are. Part one is education. It is the process of learning and understanding, of gaining new knowledge. If you're ever going to truly accomplish something, a measure in life, then you must make education a lifelong goal. Most people beyond high school never crack a book open again. They never try to challenge themselves, to free their mind, to open their soul to something new. You must be different. You must decide to educate yourself, to make it a lifelong process of growing and learning. Begin to develop a lifelong process of education. Make it a habit. Educate yourself to what you desire to learn so that you may be, my friends, Invictus, the master of your fate and the captain of your soul. This is your life. Take charge of it. Don't allow someone to do that for you because they'll never guide you in the direction that you desire to be guided in. Because we are not educated, we allow others to decide our fate for us, from corporations to government, even schools, instead of us having the intelligent capability to decide our fates for ourselves. We must become, once again, the master of our fates. How would you like to decrease and even eliminate some taxes? I want to say that again. How would you like to decrease and even eliminate some taxes instead of paying new ones? How would you like to make Social Security tax an obsolete concept? Well, my friends, through the right type of education, we can take back our self-reliance and be capable of being more responsible for our lives instead of others doing it for us, which in the end only hurts us. That's not what God has meant for us. Now, part two is an application of that education to worthwhile ends. Application of that knowledge and understanding allows you to make it your own and find what works for you. It becomes part of who you are and what you're capable of accomplishing.
part three is now taking those experiences and gaining new additional or refined knowledge from it. Through the creative faculties of your mind, you can take that knowledge and create a whole new understanding like Newton did with the apple. So now you have new knowledge or additional knowledge that adds to the tapestry of humanity. And in doing so, you are taking that potential power that lies dormant in education and you're turning it into something you can actually use and benefit from. Part four is to apply this new knowledge so that now you have what some call wisdom, along with confidence and understanding that goes a long way. If that wisdom is used towards worthwhile ends to make a difference in yourself, others, and the world around you, then my friends, you are now self-empowered, where you become a source of change and possibility, where you can direct your own life, where you can earn the income that you desire to earn, and that is a key to realizing your promised land. Going on over 10 years now, my path to self-empowerment started with some crucial questions that I decided to ask myself. I asked myself, what can I do to be different, to make a difference in my life? What are successful people doing that I'm not doing? What will it take for me to be successful in my own life, to succeed? I asked God, what is my purpose here on this earth? What is it that you would need of me, that you would have me do? My friends, it is the questions in life that drive us. So we have to make sure that we use those questions to empower, challenge, and lead us to grow in worthwhile ways. So for example, instead of asking when a situation happens, why is this happening to me? Ask, how can I use this situation to get me closer to where I desire to be in my life? How can I use this to change my life for the better? When you, when you can educate yourself to see the world differently, you see challenges now as opportunities for greater growth and success to learn how to overcome your fears, worries, and doubts, to learn how to turn your dreams into reality. That is an education that pays for itself thousands of times over. For me, self-empowerment has been an ongoing process. This is how I got into the self-help industry. There were people, there were experts on every aspect of your life that you would be looking to grow and be empowered in. But unlike the classroom, they often took in-depth views at not just knowledge, but how to bend the spoon, how to change yourself in perception to the rest of the world. In fact, this knowledge starts with you. It induces from within so that you may be indeed Invictus, the master of your fate and the captain of your soul. More than just knowledge or education, it is self-directed towards self-empowerment allowing you to tap into and utilize your God-given gifts, your divine inheritance. I have four kids, four boys, four beautiful, wonderful boys that love to drive me crazy at times, but you know, that's God's gift for me. I asked for patience, he gave me four kids. So Each day my kids just, like yours, they come home with loads of homework, most of which is focused on math and science, uh, trying to prepare them for standardized testing so that the schools receive necessary government funding so that they continue to operate and educate our children. So often recess, music, and other creative courses are put on the back burner. They're sacrificed for the singular focus of achieving a high standardized testing score. Now, I'm not blaming teachers or schools. They are playing by the established rules in order to benefit their schools. 
and our children. But the system, my friends, is off track. And again, the tail is wagging the dog here, and we need to wake up and realize that. Our school systems will fail as we attempt to be more like other countries, mainly China. We will completely lose what has made us uniquely the United States of America. Because as Einstein said, the power of our mind is one of the greatest gifts we've been given. Again, the power of our mind is one of the greatest gifts that we have been given. And we unlock that power through creativity. As Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Einstein said this, that imagination is more important than knowledge. Especially today in education, we are far too often sacrificing imagination, the fuel for change and growth, the manna, that food from heaven for knowledge, which in and of itself has little use or value unless we're able to do something with it, unless we can tap into our creativity and spark that knowledge into something else. Education today and preparation of standardized testing naturally limits imagination. So instead of using our imagination, we find ourselves just trying to know stuff. It's surface level understanding. It's not deep knowing and understanding. It's not challenging in ways that are going to unlock you, that are going to uplift you and enlighten you. In fact, science fiction may have had more to do with fueling new scientific finds than any classroom because science fiction inspired the dreamers to take to the classroom, to discover practical means of making their imagination reality. The show Star Trek is a great example of that for all those Trekkies out there. I'm right here with you. It made me want to know more about science. It made me have a love of science. Why love math or science just for the sake of the numbers or the theories if they have no viable or feasible application beyond that? A car in and of itself is nice. It could even be beautiful. But it's useless, useless, absolutely useless if it does not take us somewhere. If we can take classroom education and make those lessons practical so that we can apply them to growing some aspect of the students with tools they can actually use, then we can empower an entire generation of humanity to achieve what we have not even yet begun to dream. Einstein himself said that the most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. It is the source of all true art and all science. Don't take the beauty out of the classroom and the love out of the student by eliminating from them the learning experience. I care for science and math, but they can be used as means to carry me towards the realization of my imaginings. And that's why I really care about them. That's why I would love them. Beyond this, the greatest mystery we can begin to explore is the promise that is laying within us. It can open up the key to a lifelong dream of education and self-empowerment. Now, my friends, I'm going over a lot today, but I want you to just digest it. Just think about it, because what I told you here today is meaningful and can make a great difference. Be self-empowered. Make a difference. Be Invictus. And be sure to join me next time. Let's grow and be empowered together. Let's go up this mountain and on to the promised land. The next show, I guarantee you, will change your life because I will be giving you the education of a lifetime. 
the next principle of the promised land is change, challenge, growth. How to change yourself through the challenges that you're currently going through so you can grow into that person capable of achieving your dreams. Until then, God be with you. Go out there and make a difference. Believe and God bless.